Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope everyone's having a fantastic start of your week. Hope you guys had a great weekend. Been staying busy down here in Florida and enjoying just all aspects of it down here. And hope you guys are continually staying strong and healthy. And be sure if you need anything, check out the website at healthmasters.com. If you guys need anything or have any questions, always feel free to give us a call and be sure to take advantage of the special we have right now on the Ultimate Multiple Powder on sale right now for 15% off and the product of the week, the B-Complex Formula. You voted and it won. Incredibly incredibly effective B-complex formula. These are the methylated B vitamins. They're incredibly important for the body, needed on a regular basis. So be sure to check that out on sale right now as well for 10% off for the next couple of days. And, you know, I was over the weekend, I was talking to a friend of mine, and he was saying it's interesting, it's kind of sad, of what we're starting to see now with so many cardiovascular issues that are happening with people we know, with friends we know, with you know acquaintances and people that we keep hearing about. And the continual propaganda out of the media is just absurd now to where they're coming up with every single excuse they can in the book to try to justify massive heart attacks and myocarditis and pericarditis. And we're looking at this article that was discussing how just in the last month, there's been 11 children. This is just news stories. This is really sad. From ages 9 to 19, 11 kids have had cardiac arrest at schools in the last 30 days. There's an article that came out about this from All Global Research, and I'm not going to get into every story because they're quite sad. Um, I'll put the link on the website if you guys want to read more into it. But, I mean, cases from, you know, 14-year-olds, you know, going out in, in PE and dropping dead with a heart attack, 9-year-olds getting ready for school and suddenly going into cardiac arrest. And the sad part about this is now you have the mainstream media who just came out again with another just just piece that's just absurd to the point where you know they're scrambling now to try to keep the narrative going where they're putting out a new article that's now saying the study the link in cardiovascular deaths we're starting to see is really because of a surge in warm weather and climate change and realistically the only reason why we're seeing this uptick in cardiovascular events is simply because of increased greenhouse gas emissions that are responsible for more excessive cardiovascular deaths each year and essentially this extreme global warming is what's contributing to this huge factor of it. Now, I mean, you can't come up with something more idiotic, but I mean, I guess some people are going to buy this hook, line, and sinker still just because that's what they do is listen to the mainstream media. But again, this is why I've continually tried to encourage those, especially if you had the shot or never got the shot, it doesn't matter. As far as at this point, the biggest thing to do is mitigating risk and maintaining healthier, healthy cardiovascular functioning. And that's why like the vitamin E, the N-acetylcysteine, the natokinase, those are all really, really important supplements in your daily regimen to maintain healthy cardiovascular support because there's clearly an issue going on. And we start seeing children, you know, 9, 10, 12 years old, dropping dead from, you know, cardiac arrest, this isn't okay. This isn't normal. And everybody has to stop pretending like this is something that's okay and normal because reality, this is a serious problem and it's getting worse, much worse. And again, this is why I've told you guys, it's so important to make sure you're getting the truth out there to a lot of young families and young parents that have young children right now, especially, you know, you know, six months, one year, two years old, to make sure they really do their own research and understand that this shot, this COVID shot is emergency use only on the pediatric schedule right now. And I reiterate this a lot and I don't repeat myself a lot on it. This is a major, major deal that's happening and people really need 
need to get the truth out there so they can continue to encourage families and parents to really ask questions. You know, I talked last week about the research that's coming out now that's showing it's like the highest amount of kindergartners that have been coming in unvaccinated now as far as in the school year, highest in history. And this is really, really something that I think is starting to get a lot of traction, a lot of you know publicity now where people are really questioning what's actually happening. And, you know, I've told you before, there's been numerous families that I've known that they were pro-shot. They were pro-vaccine before COVID. And after COVID or during COVID, they suddenly got a real eye-opening taste of what the the media establishment does as far as propaganda and how the medical establishment is not there to help you guys. They're not there to save anyone. You've seen now as far as medical deaths are like number three of leading cause of death in the entire country now, you know, medical cause deaths. And what we saw during COVID was just another example of that with remdesivir and what they did as far as treating COVID and how they're incentivized to do it. So again, that's why it's really important to do the best you can to maintain proper health without having to go into the medical industrial complex. And I've always encouraged people, if you got a doctor that's prescribing you something, I'm not telling you what to do. All I'm telling you is it's really important you do your research on the side effects and the long-term effects that may occur from some of these medications. Because in most cases, a lot of times these ailments, or these minor issues that the doctors flip out about can be easily fixed with proper diet and supplementation. Just simple as that. So something I want to get out there first thing this morning. Also, too, in other news that's really important that I want to address and make sure this gets a lot of traction because this is a serious deal now. The Senate just put forward a bill, and quite frankly, it's getting actually a lot of support. And it's um, it's Senate Bill S-3223. And this is a really crazy bill because essentially what it is is it's a ammunition um, ban. It's essentially called total restriction on ammunition, and uh, it's called the Ammo Act, and it just got introduced November 2nd. I mean, it's like a brand new bill that came out that's gotten hardly any publicity at all. And it's crazy because it goes in there and discusses how all ammunition sales, this is federally, all ammunition sales have to be recorded. They have to have a background check to stop end, end ammunition straw purchasing, require background checks before any transfer of ammunition from any licensed dealer to basically an individual. And the part that much worse about it that gets real bad is that it goes in and actually puts ammo restrictions on how much you can actually buy in any five-day period. And it says no more than 100 rounds of 50 caliber ammunition or more than 1,000 rounds of any other caliber of ammunition within any five-day period. And of course, that's all falling under background checks and FFL registration and basically retention of all ammo sales for a minimum of two years. This is beyond nuts. Now, I don't know if this is actually going to go through. I know it's getting way too much traction that I've seen now in the Senate. I've been reading some stuff about it, and I've told you guys for years that the firearms, there's no way to confiscate all the firearms in the United States. I mean, that genie's out of the bottle now. There's, there's no way to do it. you got hundreds and hundreds of millions of firearms all across the country in private ownership. There's no way to actually confiscate them. However, what you can do is start drying up the ammunition. And I've told you guys before what's going on with the Sig Sauer and the Lake City contract with the new round caliber that's coming out now. And the Sig Sauer is basically getting the contract starting in 2025 and start producing this new caliber for the Army. And what's crazy about this, though, is that now they want to start having background checks on ammunition purchases. They want to start having full retention of records for every ammunition sale in the entire country, not to mention an absolute nightmare of paperwork this is going to be for an FFL dealer. 
this is going to cause some serious issues with being able to freely train, freely stock up ammunition, and freely exercise your Second Amendment right. And again, this is something that won't be surprising to me if it actually starts getting more traction. But really, really contact your senators and tell them this thing needs to be just kaput on the floor. There's no legitimate reason whatsoever that this would ever even be a questionable bill that should have any type of positive response to it. This thing needs to be dropped immediately because this, again, will not go well. Because remember, I've told you you guys, you look back over history in the United States and those slow restrictions of firearms and ammunition and so forth all across the country with the Federal Firearms Act in 1968, 1934, and 1986. Once this stuff gets put into place, it's very difficult to reverse it, and it slowly creeps in with more and more and more restrictions. So again, contact your senators on this. Get this information out there. What do you think, Dan? How are you doing this morning? Well, the ammo bill is ridiculous. I mean, this is what they're going to do. And then, of course, that's after they get it passed, they can, you know, make it and adjust it and tweak it more and, you know, restrict it even more and more and more. And it doesn't help as far as getting bad guys off the street with guns. This, this is what's so stupid about it, Austin. People think, well, it'll, it'll get the bad guns, guys off the street with the guns. No, it won't. There's so much ammo out there that bad guys can get already. All this does is stop law-abiding citizens from having the access to getting ammo to go target range and go shoot and go practice. That's all it does. It doesn't do anything else. You know, bad guys like, you know, yesterday, you know, I mean, we, we have a sheriff's deputy outside of the church. When I go to church, on you know, it's a Lutheran church. I guess there are you know, a lot of older people there, and I guess they're concerned that there's somebody to come in there and rob them, I guess. I don't know. And, but the cop's always out there. I'm always talking to him. He's running a 9 millimeter, running a, a real nice weapon, and, you know, he's got, I think he's got an H&K. And, 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 and the thing about it is, is that, you know, here he is standing outside with a gun, and I can guarantee you it's a Lutheran church, so probably there's probably not more – a dozen people in that church that are carrying concealed weapons. And, and the sad part about it is, is that, you know, if somebody really comes in to do something bad, uh, it's going to be very easy just to step up to the police officer if he doesn't know what's going on and do something to him and then walk and do whatever they want to do. That's why we see it in these shootings all the time in these churches. And, and the sad part about this is, is that, you know, a lot of people don't want to carry a gun into the church. A lot of people feel that they shouldn't be, have to carry a gun into the church. And my response is always this, you know, bad people go to churches too. People have ill intent go to churches because they want to go to the church because they figure nobody's got a gun there. And it's and it's kind of sad, actually, but it is what it is. So I really am opposed to this bill they're trying to push through because it's going to just restrict the purchasing of ammo for basically competition and for, you know, for events and for going out and doing hunting and shooting, et cetera, and, you know, doing target practicing. I mean, it really is. Uh, we went out, you know, Austin and I went out last week for my birthday on Wednesday, and we went out clay shooting. And we had some some dynamite beef brisket and baked beans that were you know basically seasoned with brisket and beef. And John Parvin, my attorney, took us all over there, and, and basically that was my birthday gift, and I loved it. And uh, you know I hadn't shot I hadn't shot clays in a while, so I was a little bit rusty on that. Also, it did a lot better than I did. But the reality is, is that you know that's the kind of stuff that I like to do. But does that mean we can't go out and shoot clays? Because we're going to buy 50 more than 50 rounds of, you know, of, of, of you know, 28 gauge or 12 gauge or 16 gauge. I mean, what, what does it mean? Can't go shoot, can't, can't shoot clays now? I mean, what, what does that even mean? And you got to have background checks done to buy ammo. I mean, the whole thing is stupid. But again, it's part of the globalists' necktie, their stranglehold, their noose around the neck of the United States to choke off the supply of ammunition and prevent people from having proper training in ammunition. I mean, I'm going to say this, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again. One of the worst things you can do is to have somebody behind you with a weapon who's never used a weapon who has no idea how to shoot a weapon. Yeah, that that's that's like getting shot in the back of the head. Like you're gonna ha- it's gonna happen. And, and the sad part about it is, is that you know it won't be intentional. 
it's, it'll be probably just an accidental discharge where somebody doesn't know to keep their finger off the trigger. They, they don't understand there's certain things that you don't do when you're being tactically trained that get drilled into you. That's why they have to put people through basic training in the Marine Corps and the military so they don't shoot one another by accident. And in spite of all that, a lot of the first and second lieutenants in the Vietnam War were shot in the back of the head by either troops that were tired of being led by a person who didn't know what they were doing and leading them into slaughter or because they basically had accidental discharges and it was friendly fire. We know that one man, that one NFL player started going list, you know, 20 years ago. He got killed, you know, I think his name was Tilton, I think, but I can't remember. He was killed by friendly fire. My deepest condolences to the family. My deepest condolences to the family of all these children that Austin talked about that are dying with heart attacks under the age of 10. I mean, before the COVID shot, now let's just ask ourselves this question. Before the COVID shot, how many people did you know who had children who died of heart attacks under the age of 10? I mean, think through that for a second. And again, these parents, they're, they're so programmed to get these children to the pediatrician to take these injections for school that they don't think about the side effects or the consequences of having somebody come in and inject them with an mRNA shot that's a spike protein. The whole thing is just so messed up that it's mind-boggling to me that parents are actually doing this. Now, one other thing I will say this. We know the spike proteins attack the testicles. We know the spike proteins attack the ovaries. We know that these children are probably going to end up basically not having proper sexual maturation from the ovarian standpoint, from estrogen standpoint, and testicular standpoint, and testosterone standpoint. The men who have taken the shot have like massively reduced sperm counts from the stuff that I've read. So why are they doing this with the young children? And we've mentioned this before. Their god is a snake in a tree called Einstein. He's an hermaphrodite. And they really believe that's the closest expression a human being can ever have to their god is to have be a transgender. That's why this is being pushed like it is. I spoke to a woman yesterday, and she was asking why this transgender thing has gotten so big. And I explained to her like that. She goes, well, it sounds crazy. I said, I know it sounds crazy. I don't, say, I don't believe anything they say. They're a bunch of weirdos. I said, but they happen to run the banking and the, and the media. So they're pushing their agenda along with their Kabbalist Luciferian handlers and, of course, their Masonic lodges. You know, and remember, the Masonic lodges are steeped you know, with Mormons. I'm, I'm just, just being blunt here now. And, and the Mormons, you know, they have all kinds of rituals that came right out of the Masonic lodges. And the Mormons believe that Jesus Christ and Lucifer were brothers. They don't believe that Jesus is the son of the Most High God creating God's image. I mean, ask them at the highest levels. Now, the young initiates in the Mormon faith, they don't understand any of this, and they don't know this is actually happening. Years ago, I had a Mormon guy come over, and he was basically trying to proselytize me, which I always enjoy that. And I told him, uh, why don't you bring one of your elders over, and I'll be happy to talk to you. So sure enough, about a week later, he shows up with one of his elders. And the elders sitting across the desk with me, and I'm sitting across the desk with these two, and they're asking me all these questions, and I'm talking to them about God, about Jesus. And I looked at the elder, and I said to him, I said, when are you going to tell this young man that you think that Lucifer and, and, and Jesus are, are brothers? And he looked at me kind of funny. He goes, what do you mean? I said, you heard me. When are you going to tell him that? And the young guy looks at me and goes, we don't believe that. And the guy, the elder looks at me and looks at him and goes, uh, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. And I said, yeah, this is the stuff they don't say. Well, of course, that meeting came to an abrupt screeching halt because all of a sudden I'm proselytizing the young boy for, for Christianity and what he believes in. I had, I, we, had, we met some other ones, some, some other guys who had a health show one time, and I said the same thing to him. He was a brand-new initiate into the Mormon religion, and I said to him, I said, what do you, how do you get a past because he had been a Christian? I said, how do you get past the fact that they think Jesus and Lucifer are brothers? And he goes, well, they don't believe that. And I said, uh, yeah, they do. Why don't you ask them questions? And, of course, yeah, I don't know whether he left the faith or not, but the reality is this. They get you wrapped up into their social networks and to their business networks and all the other people that you know. So when you leave the Mormon faith, you basically are ostracized, and they no longer have anything to do with you. And when that happens, 
they have the ability at that point in time to try to get you back into it. They shun you. The same thing as the Mennonites do, the same thing that the Amish do. If you step away, you get shunned. Suddenly, suddenly you don't have a family anymore. I remember I went, I went to a Church of Christ in Tallahassee for about two years, a year and a half. They did the same thing. Once I left the Church of Christ, they were shunning me, which was ridiculous because I went to a Christian church which had the same beliefs and the same tenets, but they still were shunning me because I wasn't in their congregation anymore. See, it's that kind of behavior from churches that turn people off to churches, period. I'm just going to let you know that. It's that type of behavior that made people say, well, I'm not going to go to church anymore. I'm not going to be treated like this. I mean, you know, the world treats me this way. Why the, what, I'm thinking about the church treat me that way? That's why I love the Lutheran Church. Yesterday, Pastor Charles Reich, the head pastor of the Lutheran Church in Winter Haven, he did one of the absolute best messages I've ever heard on prosperity and on money and the love of money being the root of all evil and prosperity, gospel preachers and all the rest. It was one of the most balanced sermons I've ever heard. It was phenomenal. And if you guys could get it, it's Grace Lutheran Church in Winter Haven. If, if it's available in the archives, you need to watch that sermon by Pastor Charles Wright from yesterday. But, you know, it's, uh, it's important that we understand it. Yesterday, the date for that would be November the 12th, 2023. And so if in case you're hearing this later on in the archives, but it's important that we understand that God's not a vending machine, that God doesn't care if you're blessed. And he will bless you. In many cases in the Bible, it shows he blessed many, many people. But when you have these evangelists getting on TV and saying to you, if you send me money, you'll be blessed, that's nonsense. That goes right back to the love of money is the root of all evil. So I really enjoyed his sermon yesterday, and I really enjoyed that. Now, Paul Craig Roberts came out with another interesting article today. He goes, the Republican Party is useless. You know, they have done nothing to rescue Trump from political persecution, which, by the way, Trump did most of that to himself. They've done nothing to stop the massacre of the Palestinians. They're all for war. The borders of the southern United States remain open. They have done nothing to hold Big Pharma or the NIH or the CDC or the FDA or Biden or the media, or the medical associations accountable for injecting millions of Americans with a deadly vaccine. The rhino speaker of the House refuses to impeach Biden for crimes so obvious that they are known to the entire world. The Republicans said urgent, endless demands for you to save your rights, but never do anything to save even one of them, such as freedom of speech, the First Amendment of the United States Constitution. The only thing that can be said for Republicans is that they are, is that this time is that they are not anti-white, intending on just using the government's power to destroy white people. But the Republicans stand to side with rogue black prosecutors to destroy white Americans. The Republican Party is useless. White Americans need their own political party. I got such a kick out of that when I read that. <clears throat> Because he's right. Now, Information Liberation came out with an article that said the Israeli troops are now running over Palestinians with bulldozers, and the Israelis are laughing about it on social media. <laughs> Excuse me. Israeli Defense Forces shot a Palestinian civilian in Gaza. A civilian. Well, no, boy, a soldier. And then ran over, them, over him with a bulldozer on film for social media laughs, according to a report from the Euromed Human Rights Monitor. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so, you know, you stop, you stop and you look at this. It says a video was published on a popular Israeli telegram channel with nearly 130,000 followers for depraved minds to laugh at. Excuse me. The only reason that they do this, the only reason they see it this way, is because the Kabbalist, Luciferian synagogue of Satan that runs Israel doesn't see anybody who's a non-Jew as being worth keeping alive, especially when they're an Arab. They hate Arabs. And so why are we in the middle of an apartheid state that basically is – basically not allowing anybody to come into Israel, become citizens unless they're Jewish, while they push and push and push in our Senate and our House with these dual Israeli citizens to leave our borders open. Why don't you do the math on that one, and you'll figure it out pretty pretty quick. So it's, it's interesting. By the way, uh, Wall Street Journal did a little bit of a humorous article here, and it goes right back to people making their pets their gods. And uh, I, I don't even know what to say about this. 
you know, and, and, I've, and I've run into this, forgive me for talking about this, from a dating standpoint, you know, women basically who don't have children or her children are out of the house, they get dogs or they get cats and they make their dogs, their cats an idol. And they don't see the dog and the cat as a human, as a dog or a cat anymore. They see it as a human being, as their child. And so the dog and the cat take priority over everything, especially if the person has been infected with toxoplasmosis, which are toxoplasmi parasites to get into the brain of the female. They become absolutely the crazy cat ladies. I mean, it's nuts. And they need to be on ivermectin to kill that parasite out of their brain. But the reality is, is that a lot of people see animals as human beings and they will spend their entire fortune in order to save an animal or a cat and not thinking about the parameters of having to pay off the credit cards from the vet bills which can end up in tens of thousands of dollars. I know one person who put 50000 into a dog that has severe diabetes, keeping it even monitored on the computer system from the University of Florida, $50,000, and the dog was in suffering pain with extremely high blood sugar. It didn't make a difference. They were going to keep that dog alive no matter what. And now, Wall Street Journal, she charges $550 for 90 minutes and has a waiting list of 7,600 people. Who is she? She's a pet psychic. Psychic. I, I can't even make this up. Pet psychics are making their way from the fringe to socially acceptable. In other words, I guess she goes in and she gets a hookup, a download from the pet in a psychic trance. In German, you would call it a Verbindung, which is all Satanism anyhow. And now she charges people, you know, $550 for 90 minutes to get a psychic bond with a pet so she can tell the parents of the dog, which is what they've become, or the owner of the dog, which is preferable to say it that way, what's wrong with the animal and what type of feelings the animal has and what's wrong with the animal and why they're acting like they're acting. This is some weird stuff, guys. This goes right up there with, you know, with, the, you know, with, the, with this group of people out of Clearwater over there, the Scientologists who believe that dogs and animals can talk to you. They don't have souls, guys. Just newsflash. They don't have that. They're not human beings. And now they're finding that human beings. This is an amazing article that I read over the weekend. They, that our brains construct information in 13 dimensions of time space. Whoa. Did I say that right? Yeah, I did. 13 dimensions of time space. And you know, some, some say it's nine. Some say it's 13. But the whole thing about it is this. Our brains are so advanced because, remember, we're made in the image of God Almighty that you know, God does the same thing with an interdimensional interface with our DNA going in and out of our dimension and time space back and forth into his dimension that our brains are so attuned to him that they think in multiple dimensions at once. Now, I'm going to stop for one second here because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna just, just to just make a point about why I'm doing this right now. You know, the Darwinian people. You know, from the 1800s, this was a big eugenics group that started in the United States, in California, in which Hitler picked up on. And everybody else started pushing with Margaret Sanger, et cetera, that all these undesirables and she really hated black people, which is ridiculous. But she did, which is still ridiculous. She basically was wanting to get, you know, the blacks and the other undesirables to stop breeding. Here's the problem that brought up the entire Darwinian mess from that, which basically said that we're, we're we are from, you know, an amoeba from the slime that happened to show up here that from you know, a couple of amino acids going together because lightning struck a rock. Okay, this is what they believe. You go all the way back to the, the truth of, 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 of this thing of evolution. Lightning struck a rock and created some type of electrical discharge. That's how they that's how they justify it. OK, so lightning strikes a rock. Okay, so all of a sudden, a couple of peptides get formed. They decide to go ahead and basically become a molecule. The molecule turns around and becomes a human being. Okay, this is stupid. It doesn't work that way. Entropy. You know, everything in nature follows the path of least resistance. 
you take a car and you put it outside and you put it in the rain, you put it in the elements and you don't wash it and you don't wax it and you don't take care of it. 20 years later, you're going to come out to a rusted hulk. That's just a, just a, it's just scraps all it is. It doesn't get shinier. It doesn't get better. When people buy these, you know, these old cars, they'll put them into a cocoon bubble air conditioner in their garage and have the ACs running to maintain a proper climate so the rust doesn't happen. And they keep the, basically the air really, really dry around the car so they don't rust. In nature, nothing does that. It doesn't get better by itself. It follows the path of least resistance. No way on this earth that lightning is going to hit a rock and it's going to turn into a brain that could have 13 dimensions of time space being calculated at once. It doesn't happen. It's nonsense. Evolution is a lie from the pit of hell from Darwin, who recanted it, by the way, before he died. And we have to understand it doesn't work that way. The only thing that's happened to us in our lifetime is our DNA has been degraded because of epigenetics, because of hormones, because of chemicals, and everything else because of fluoride. It's not getting better. It's getting worse. And my favorite thing to say is this. They say we came from monkeys. All right? That's about as stupid as it gets. Then why do we still have monkeys? Hmm? Just thought I'd ask that question. If we came from monkeys and that was the natural selection of the evolution from the monkeys – why are those primates still available? Why are they still here? Because well, we didn't come from monkeys. We came from God Almighty. He created us in his image. Just thought I'd mention that for a Monday morning. What do you think, Austin? And what's your next story? You know, I've always had that same comment before, is why Why are there still monkeys running around? Why haven't they all evolved into humans? Why hasn't why everything continued to evolve higher and higher and higher and higher in every single species? question you know it's interesting also too in other news this is interesting really showing the level of just breakdown in civilized society that we're starting to see now with the infrastructure and what's being done to really expand problems in society and then turn around and blame it on different things i watched an article here and i was talking about how i-10 out in california is now shut down this is crazy a basically massive pallet fire from a homeless encampment caught on fire underneath I-10 over the weekend, essentially shut down the whole interstate. I mean, it's, and it, it's, it's shut down indefinitely now. I-10 is shut down indefinitely in L.A. because now they have to do full structural engineering because of this massive fire under the bridge. A lot of people don't realize this This happened also, too, over towards um, uh, New Orleans, Louisiana, if you guys recall. Remember a couple of weeks back, that massive fog it was like 6 a.m. on the bridge, and like 170 cars piled up. A bunch of people died. It was horrible. That bridge is still completely shut down right now. When you start having fires and you start having massive accidents with enormous flames and enormous problems on massive overstructure and overpasses, you can't just open it back up the next day. It has to have full structural reengineering to test everything to make sure that the infrastructure and basically the engineering and the concrete and the steel and everything involved has not collapsed and basically is not going to collapse when you start putting semi-trucks back over it. This is horrific. Interstate 10, they said this area, this bridge, this whole area, anywhere between 300 to 400,000 vehicles cross over it every single day in this area. And so this is kind of what we're starting to see now. And then they say, oh, well, the homeless problem is this and it's that. It's being created now through all the different problems that we've had with the massive drug push. And it started back with the opioids pushing it harder. You've seen it now with massive inflation. We're seeing the cost of everything is continually still going up now because of the massive money that got printed during COVID. And of course, you know, everything with COVID was just one big excuse after another. Ironically enough, now billions, 
billions pushing over a trillion. And the Government Accountability Office now has revealed that numerous government agencies had discrepancies in their 2022 budgets. 25 federal agencies in total failed to properly report their expenditures, which intended to act as Americans' guide where their tax dollars are going via USA spending. The GOA is now urging Congress to hold these agencies accountable, but they probably won't. To the surprise of no one, COVID-related spending reports contain the largest errors. In fact, the Treasury stated $231 billion was budgeted for the pandemic in their annual report, but only $36 billion was reported to USA spending. Health and Human Services stated they were spending $85 billion on pandemic response, but reported spending $91 billion. Homeland Security had a $10 million discrepancy in reporting as well. Numerous entries totaling $1.2 trillion did not contain sources and did not state where the money was spent. This, again, was designed to do exactly what it was and we saw it. It was massive redistribution of wealth, probably the largest we've ever seen in U.S. history. That's why you've watched inflation, the value of the dollar, just, I mean, go through the floor in the last couple of years. That's why everything just continually gets more expensive. That's why you're having vehicles that have gone up 10, 20 percent in the last year or two. This is something that's very, very real, and it's happening, and it's designed to collapse the economy and de- erode the value of the dollar. And so, I mean, that's what the banker boys are going to do. They're going to milk the U.S. dollar for everything they can get out of it. I mean, we know that. And the next phase is going to be basically a digital currency. That's why I've told people for years now, make sure you're hedging your bet, essentially, as far as in whatever financial industry you're in, not giving you financial advice, but use wisdom as far as in being diverse with stuff and don't have all your eggs in one basket, so to speak. This is one of the reasons why gold and silver have been so popular the last couple of years, even though they really haven't moved very much, which is virtually impossible in theory when you look at inflation. I mean, how do you have gold that's still sitting around $2,000 an ounce, but yet if you try to go out and order, you know, seeing these big companies that want to go out and order 10,000 ounces of gold, nobody has it. They just settle it in paper. They've done this with the naked shorts now in the metal markets, and they've continually devalued it to make it look like it's not worth anything. However, at the end of the day, when chickens come home to roost, you're going to start seeing those those hedges, the metals, they're going to play a huge role in shielding against a lot of the stuff right now. But again, that's why you have the mainstream media and the markets that are doing everything they can to manipulate it as much as they can to keep people focused in the areas that simply are not very positive for them. Also, to another news, speaking of crazy stuff happening out in the world, there's a video that just came up now in Maryland of a UPS driver carjacked at gunpoint while the truck was stolen in broad daylight. This is now becoming essentially a common occurrence now from what I'm hearing. FedEx and UPS drivers are now becoming increasingly more vigilant as now you're starting to see broad daylight gun, I mean, straight up carjackings of UPS trucks now. And this is a doorbell video footage caught at the moment a female UPS driver was surrounded, boxed in, and carjacked at gunpoint in a Maryland neighborhood at a Maryland neighborhood at 2 p.m. on Thursday afternoon after the frantic UPS driver made a call to 911 following the incident. Essentially, the video confirmed that this was a very, very aggressive carjacking of a UPS truck. Now, again, this is something, again, I don't think this is going to be an isolated incident. It's my opinion on this, and I don't know the laws as far as with UPS and the restrictions or requirements with UPS drivers, if they're allowed to carry firearms or not. I know, obviously, if you're driving one of those trucks, you know, you're going to be exposed to a lot of stuff out on the roads. But again, this is what people really need to understand. I was talking to a friend about this the other day. He used to train with me a lot as far as the firearm training and stuff, and he said the thing that people don't realize is that desperate people 
do desperate things. And when you start seeing society get desperate and the financial system and the inflation going up and the cost of living is going up, once criminals basically start getting around and they start seeing that they have the ability to do these things and get away with it. And you start seeing what they've done now with the no bond reform where guys get arrested for stuff and they literally go into jail, get fingerprinted, and walk right back out, even with violent crimes. This is all designed again to erode the society in the United States so that essentially the criminals get to do whatever they want and they continue to erode it while law-abiding citizens like the ones that went to January 6th and protested, many of whom protested peacefully, suddenly got their doors kicked in by 30 FBI agents in the middle of the night all over the country because they were walking around and being charged with an insurrection because they recorded January 6th and posted it. This, again, is what happens when you deal with a lawless government that essentially does whatever they want. I mean, you see out in California now where the trains, there's videos of all over the place now. They've reported it repeatedly. The trains can't even go into L.A. half the time now because guys just jump on the trains, hit bolt cutters on the locks, tear all the packages out of the trains, and then throw the trash everywhere, take what they want out of it. This is starting to be excessive, and again, this is why it's so important that you realize that it's really important. You understand how to defend your family and your friends at any given time because this is going to start happening more whether you want to believe it or not. You're going to start seeing things become more and more aggressive. Behaviors of people is going to continue to change, and that's why it's so important you really stay vigilant in your training, your activity, and also teach your kids. Tell them how to spot certain things. Be, be, be straight up with them. Talk to them about certain things. Talk to them about strangers. Talk to them about you know being strong and defensive and using awareness. And obviously, they're kids, so there's t- limitations to that. But make sure they're at least awake enough to understand that you know certain things you need to be careful about, certain things you should not shouldn't do. Also, to another news, this is interesting as well. I was looking at the aspect of what you're seeing now with this the m- moral – just collapse of society. I was watching this article the other day. I was talking about how this transgender movement and how this girl is uh, 18 years old now, and she's suing essentially uh, Kaiser Permanente and uh, another university because they essentially pushed this transgender surgery on her at 13 years old. She went in, basically got a consultation at 12 because she was a girl. She was confused. She had gender dysphoria. They did a 45-minute consultation with her. They decided that she did not need to have any type of further counseling. They immediately prescribed her essentially puberty blockers. The next year, they put her on testosterone gel at 13 years old, and they performed a double mastectomy on this 13-year-old girl. I mean, just, just beyond, beyond sick story. And the problem with this, this isn't an isolated incident. This is starting to happen now repeatedly, and now she's suing them because she said basically she did not know the ramifications. Now she's trying to transition back to a female, even though she's had a double mastectomy now, 18 years old. She, I mean, she can never breastfeed again. There's, there's nothing. I mean, that, that, that is over for her. That is done because these unbelievably sick doctors now are starting to make billions of dollars off this perverted industry by using Unbelievable. the school system. They're using the school system to pervert the younger children to tell them this is normal stuff. you got to understand, guys, the cycle that they're doing with this. You have to understand it. They're using the school system to indoctrinate these children starting at five years old. That's why they're putting all this transgender ideology in the school system. Five-year-olds 
are not inherently sexual. They don't need to have any understanding and discussions of transgender behavior. Period. Doesn't matter. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's no justification to engage children like this, except for the very reason of planting seeds in their brain to try to roll them into this next phase. And you start having these kids now. They're 12, 13 years old, going on puberty blockers, doing the same thing to boys now. You know, I mean, and then all of a sudden they start giving you know, 13, 14 year old boys estrogen, and they do this whole cycle. This is designed to completely and totally ruin the fabric of society and build a younger generation that essentially is not going to have any understanding, not only of just morals and ethics, but no understanding of laws or any aspect of rights. Because once you start taking someone and you confuse them to that extent, you start doing gender transition, all this stuff as teenagers, you're going to be dealing with somebody that's going to have severe psychological problems the rest of their life. Just being honest with you on that. You start taking a female at 12, 13 years old. And you put her on testosterone, you're going to change her chemical makeup. Her brain's going to start changing. Her behavior's going to start changing. And you continue to do all this stuff, it's going to ruin a society. And again, that's what I think is tying into this shot schedule that they're doing with these kids. Because these shots, as we just talked about earlier, Dad was talking about, we know the spike protein attacks the ovaries and the testicles. We know that. We know it's going to start causing issues as far as with this type of uh, reproductive systems in young kids, even though there's been zero zero testing on these shots as far as what it does to the reproductive system long-term in children, six months, 12 months, five years. It's disgusting what they've done with this, and this is the next phase that they're going to do. So by 2030, 2035, 2040, you're going to see a whole society that is so far polluted and so gone that there's not going to be any redemption for them in most cases in some of these areas. That's why it's so important, my friends. You've got to make sure you keep raising little Americans. We look back. You can go back and look like we've talked about in Genesis. This is what happened with the Nephilim and the fallen angels. They polluted the aspect of human DNA. Dad talked about it last week. They're doing it again. People, some, for some odd reason, they think that they read things in the Bible and they read things in history and somehow were shielded from those things happening again. History is cyclical and it repeats itself all the time. So you got to understand that same agenda that was going on back then is the same agenda that's going on now, and it has been, and they continue to push it. The lies that they tell you is, oh, don't worry about that. It's not a big deal. You need to be acceptable and inclusive, and you have to accept all this stuff. No, you don't. You don't have to accept perversion. You don't have to go along with people indoctrinating your children. You sure as heck don't have to accept the fact that they're telling you you need to be okay with grown men competing with little girls and grown men going to the bathroom with little girls. There's no concept of that that has to be normalized and say, oh, it's okay in this society. It's all about breaking down the morals, and so that's why it's so important. Keep raising little Americans. Keep teaching them right, and continue to keep the truth out there. What do you think, Ted? Uh, you know, Austin, um, yeah. Let me stop for one second and step it back for these fallen entities. Uh, number one, they're all they're all they're all like drones. You know, when they found these things on the spaceships, and they actually interviewed them and talked to them. Yeah, and I, I actually believe that happened. By the way, uh, the one thing they've learned is they have no creative thought, no creative ability. They just do what they're told to do by their master Lucifer. And you know, we don't understand that type of mindset, but they can't create anything new. That's why they constantly recycle history. It's always the same thing over and over and over again. That's why the news stories are always channeling in. You know, this person is doing this. This person is doing that. But there's no really new stories. Now Donald Trump yawn is doing this. Now Donald Trump yawn is doing that. Now Donald Trump yawn is doing this. It's they use the same cycle over and over and over again because they've learned that, number one, they have a much longer life expectancy than we do. 
That's number one. So number two, they realize that unless you're a student of history, you're not going to realize that they've already done all this repeatedly over and over and over. You look at the Napoleonic Wars, you look at the War of Independence for the United States, you look at our Civil War, and all these things, you know, they're pretty far apart. You know, our Independence War, you know, the Revolutionary War and all the rest of it, and the Civil War, 60, 70, 80 years apart. And so what ends up happening is the people that were there for those particular events don't really remember it. And if the person doesn't remember history, hasn't read history, they end up in a situation where they have no idea this has happened before. And it's just it's the same old stuff repeated over and over and over and over again, all the way going back to Rome, because these entities that run the planet have no creative ability. They can't create life. They can't do. They don't have to do that. Now they can they can genetically put stuff together and alter it. They could do that. They were taught how to do that. You know, I guess in the garden when they were basically manufacturing stuff for the Garden of Eden, I guess they were doing that. But then again, how many of these entities are you know were they had the ability to do that? But Lucifer doesn't have that inside information either. Because why? Because what happened is when the angels fell pre-Adamic, the fallen angels you know, weren't in the garden manufacturing new species. They weren't doing that. They weren't there. They were locked up. It wasn't until like the sixth or seventh day like we talked about in Angel Wars where they got released again back into the planet. And I'm sure they're still locked up, some of them, or wherever they are hanging out in Antarctica because everything we've been told about this planet is a lie. And uh, it's just uh, – it's interesting. I was talking to a attorney friend of mine last week. I mentioned this to you briefly last week. She said, you know, she's worked as a state attorney, worked in the prosecutor's office, worked with the FBI, and she started realizing that so much of what we were being told was a lie. And we have that constantly happening all over the United States, all over the world, and what they can continually rerun, 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 all the stuff they want to rerun because nobody's going to remember the history because nobody reads it about it. You, you, you ask people you know, what the war, Revolutionary War was fought about. They don't even know what you're talking about. You ask me George Washington, there's about half of them can't even answer that anymore. You ask about General Patton, they don't know who that is. You know, ask about Adolf Hitler, they, the only thing they know about Adolf Hitler is he killed a bunch of Jews. If they even know who he is, because quite frankly, a lot of people don't even know who Adolf Hitler is anymore. And so what ends up happening is the news cycles continually change, continually change. But you ask them about who Brad Pitt was married to, they'll tell you it was Angelina Jolie. You ask them about Kim Kardashian, they'll talk to you about her buttocks and her new photography that she's done. They know all that. Because that's the stuff they used to bait people with. That's the stuff they basically put out there in the media to keep the masses entertained. That is the bread and circus of the ancient Roman theater now with social media and, of course, you know, football and all the rest of it. And so all the stuff with the NFL and all the games. Remember, the, the NFL is, is, is not licensed as a sport. It's licensed as entertainment. That's why they get away with fixing everything all the time. And all the bookies in Vegas you know, shave the points and do all this, which now they've transitioned into college football and do the same thing in college football. You see, you see, I mean, I was watching Florida State play, play Miami this week, and there was a blatant helmet-to-helmet you know, spearing. I mean, it was a straight helmet-to-helmet. And even the guys, the commentators said, well, we don't know why they didn't call that. Well, that was obviously spearing. Well, they got to make sure the points don't get too far apart. That game was tight all the way through to the end. The reality is, is that they wanted to keep that way because they don't want they want to maintain their point spreads, et cetera, et cetera. And they always want to know who's going to play game, who's going to play the game with them, especially from a ref standpoint and a coaching standpoint. So the top college teams now, and you see these. I mean, I remember when Florida State was playing Auburn for the national championship back in 2013. Austin and I were there. There was a blatant horse collar on the final drive, a blatant face mask on the final drive, and the refs didn't call it. Yeah, just didn't call it. And finally, the end, they finally, you know, Jameis Winston throws a pass into the end zone, and some guy, I think his name was Benjamin, jumps up about 15 feet in the air, 20 feet in the air, whatever the heck he did. I'm not 20, but probably 15, and grabbed the ball, snared it, and brought it down, and we won the national championship. And I told you. 
Austin and I went to about, there's like hundreds of vendors, booths, and every single vendor had Auburn as the national champion. Not one of them had printed a t-shirt or a hat or a jersey or a jacket or anything saying Florida State was the national champion. Not one. And we went to booth to booth to booth. That to me showed the clear cut example of that Florida State was supposed to lose that game and Auburn was supposed to win, but it didn't happen. And they remember the Auburn offensive line coordinator had been our offensive line coordinator. They were reading Jimbo Fisher's lips, and they were calling our plays from the sideline, Florida State's plays from their sideline, so they knew exactly what we were doing every play until Jimbo Fisher started covering up his mouth so they couldn't read it. And that's when we came back from a big deficit. All of this stuff is planned for the bread and circuses and the masses to maximize profits from Vegas and to maximize, how should I say, revenue streams from TV and from entertainment and from commercials. It's the love of money that is the root of all evil. There's nothing wrong with money. And Pastor Reich, he talked about this yesterday, about how the love of money has gotten to so many of these TV evangelists, and all they care about is their jets and their mansions. And that's not what Christianity is supposed to be about. We're not asking God to be a vending machine. Now, if you work hard and you pray hard, God will bless you. He will. I've seen that in my own life. I've also seen that in his life. But you've got to be at the right place in the right time, being led by the Holy Spirit, and ask him to continually guide you for all the things you do. You can pray that. Father, I thank you that I'm always at the right place in the right time every time. I thank you, Lord, that, that you, my footsteps are directed by you and that I have supernatural favor with men. You can pray that. Thank you, Father, that I'm blessed coming in and I'm blessed going out and that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Pray it in the affirmative of what you want. But remember, it doesn't happen overnight. It takes a long, long time, but you can literally change the fabric of space-time by the words that you speak. So many people are basically in a mess financially because they make the same mistakes over and over and over and over again, and they don't learn from those mistakes. They hang out with the same people. They go out and get multiple DUIs. They get multiple drug charges. They get multiple arrests. They get multiple times in prison, multiple times in county jail, multiple times on probation, and they get into a cycle where they can't pull out of it. And suddenly they realize that they've made a bunch of really bad choices their entire life. It's not God's fault. And they're wondering, why am I not blessed? Well, why are, the, better, the better question is, why are you cursed? And I, everything got real quiet then. I felt it. I felt the whole thing drop on the show. Here's why I say that. They've cursed themselves. This is an imprecatory prayer. They've cursed themselves by the actions that they've taken. They've cursed themselves by lying and cheating and stealing. They've cursed themselves by trying to take advantage of other people. They've cursed themselves by breaking the fundamental laws of God as far as the law of giving and reaping and sowing. And, and the fundamental laws of God is do unto your, do unto you. love your neighbor as you love yourself. The fundamental things love God with all of your heart and love your neighbor. They've cursed themselves in a metaphorical standpoint, from a financial standpoint, from a relationship standpoint, because they've made the same mistakes repeatedly and they refuse to change. You say to somebody who comes into the office, you're 100 pounds overweight, okay? you're on 20 different medications, you need to change your diet. Well, I don't want to do that. Uh, okay, well, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to help you? Well, I just want you to tell me what to do. Well, I just told you what to do. You need to change your diet. You need to start eating chicken and vegetables. You need to start taking your supplements. You need to start eating clean. You need to start walking, not running. You're too heavy to run. You need to start working with weights real, real light until you get your muscle tone back. There's all kinds of things you need to do. Don't worry about losing 100 pounds. Set a goal for losing 10 pounds over the next five weeks. That's your goal, 10 pounds over the next five weeks. And then you set another goal for another 10 pounds. Don't set the goal for losing 100 pounds. It's too big of a goal. Don't do that. Do an incremental goal and gradually change your lifestyle 
to accommodate your health until no longer you no longer want to eat junk food. You you see it all the time. People drink alcohol and wine. I mentioned this to you last week, and they gain a couple pounds a month. Within a year, they've gained 20 pounds, 25 pounds. Within four years, they gained 100 pounds, and they don't understand why. They don't understand why they've gained 100 pounds, and they don't realize that when you drink alcohol once on Monday and once on Thursday, you stop the production of lipase in your body. You massively reduce it. Your body starts storing body fat. You know, so I had a friend of mine the other day. I mean, we, we, we went out to a to – a, to an event and the individual was drinking wine and he's very overweight. I love the guy's good brother. And I told him, I said, look, I said, you drank wine that day. You drank wine three days later, but you're trying to lose weight. It's not going to happen. And so you see it over and over again. A woman has a bad relationship with her husband. She gets divorced from her husband. She starts drinking alcohol with her girlfriends every night. Same thing with guys drinking wine. That's the big lie they told us back in the nineties. Wine was healthy for you. It's not. It massively increases the risk of pancreatic cancer, liver cancer, cirrhosis, liver, alcoholism, osteoporosis, and breast cancer. But yet they believe the lie. And they start drinking the alcohol, and they were beautiful women. I knew a girl who was a hairstylist in Auburndale. She was a barber, and she had won Miss Auburndale. She was beautiful, and her husband went off to war. He was going off into the Gulf War. This is you know, 20, 30 years ago, and I'll never forget. I watched her gain almost 100 pounds in a 12-month period because she was just eating and drinking all the time and living on diet sodas. Remember, diet sodas contain alcohol. They contain methanol. It's a type of alcohol. It's a neurological poison that cannot be made non-poisonous. It's an aspartame. When you drink that stuff, it has the same effect on the enzyme lipase, and it makes you want to store body fat instead of burning fat. So you're drinking the diet sodas. You're getting bigger and bigger and bigger and fatter, and, and you, you, I have another friend of mine. He wouldn't stop doing it. His name is John. He wouldn't stop drinking the diet sodas. He started having eye problems. Finally, he had so much optic nerve degradation in his left eye, he went blind in his left eye because he was drinking you know, almost a gallon of diet sodas. Now he has cancer. And I love the guy. He's a great friend. I've known him forever. But now he has cancer. Why, why, why did he think he wasn't going to get cancer living like that and eating like that and having that type of lifestyle? And that's what you have to ask yourself is, why has my life gone the way it's gone? Almost always it's choices. Now, a lot of it's because you, were, you had bad parents. I'll give you that one. Okay? I'll give you that one. But that doesn't mean you've got to make the bad choices after you get out of that household. I'll take that one back now. You've got to learn that you can't just continue to do what your parents told you to do. I remember my mom made a lot of mistakes and she had a problem with drinking. And I remember Sharon and I would talk and when Austin was first born, I'd say, what would my mom do? And I'd say, okay, you should do this. And I said, well, we probably need to do the opposite. It's probably right. Now you guys are laughing, but it was the truth. And I love my mom. I did a great, you know, eulogy for her. You know, we buried her years ago. And, you know, she was a you know, World War II you know, refugee from, to, to coming into the United States with my dad. And she had severe post-traumatic stress. So, I mean, I gave her all the kudos that I possibly could and gave her all the slack I possibly could. And, I, and I'll always love her. But the reality was she was really messed up from the war with the post-traumatic stress syndrome that she had. But the truth is this. I don't have to do what she did. That's why I don't drink. I know that 10% of the population is genetically predisposed to become alcoholics because it's in their DNA. Well, if I know my mom had a problem with alcohol, why would I possibly start drinking? My, my half-brother that she had during the war, who's much older than me, he ended up basically becoming an alcoholic because he started drinking. So if you know that's in your genetics, if you know you have a tendency for substance abuse, if you know you're going to drink too much, why don't you stop putting it in the house? If you've got a problem sleeping at night, start hammering melatonin. You know, Start you know, drinking a glass of doggone goat's milk before you go to bed. You heat it up a little bit. That will help you go to sleep too. All these different things you can do, make sure it's organic, all these things you can do to help sleep at night rather than taking the sleeping pills. And if you absolutely had to take sleeping pills, make sure you get one that's not a super addictive and make you get up in the middle of the night and drive around the neighborhood. 
but you got to get your sleep. That's really, really important because you get all kinds of psychoses can develop if you don't sleep. And I have no idea how I got off on this track today. But now one more thing I want to cover you. This is this is something Kissinger said. Well, I know Kissinger, Henry Kissinger. He said Europe made a grave mistake on immigration. Wow. How much during protesters pose a threat to Europeans? The former U.S. Secretary of State suggested. Former U.S. Secretary of State Henry Kissinger, who was a mass murderer back in the 70s, I'm adding that, has said that nations in Europe were wrong to take in many people that are now supporting Hamas actions against Israel. Unless the military troop is punished for its hostage-taking, European risks are being targeted, similar he warned. Kissinger is a slime bucket. I feel like I needed to scrub down with lye soap after I met him. There were two people that I met that were like that. They were really messed up. Kissinger was one. Benjamin Netanyahu was the other one. These people are bad news. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Hope you enjoyed a little preaching today, a little bit of personal development stuff. I love you guys. You stand your ground. You've been given the full armor of God. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead, it's in you right now. And you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And just because you made bad choices yesterday doesn't mean you've got to make them today. I love you. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Well, that's great information. You're absolutely right. And, you know, we've watched this now, too, as far as with the migration in Europe and also in the United States now from the Middle East and all these other countries that continually just are just fed into Europe and U.S. And we're watching now, again, this invasion of the southern border, which is being done intentionally. I mean, you, this isn't an accident. This isn't, you know, border crossing, a few people come across. This is a full-blown direct invasion. This is, this is getting ready for this. And that's why I talked to a couple of my friends about that are prior military, and they said that. They said we fully – they told me that the other day. He told me – one of my buddies said we fully expect some type of hot war in the United States in the next couple of years. He told me that. And I said, well, that's a bit – that's a strong statement. He said, yeah. He said, but what do you think is going to happen? He goes, when you've gone to war and you've bombed all these countries for years and years and years, and then you take those same people that you bombed and you bring them to your country by the millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of years and years and years, what do you think is going to happen eventually? You're eventually going to have these groups that are going to be in society, and they're not going to be happy. They're not going to be there. When you're dealing with a lot of these individuals in these religious sectors that they don't know anything but pure violence their entire life, their entire religion is based on violence. Their entire upbringing is based on violence, and then you bring them here to the United States, and you expect them not to be engaged in violence. What's going to happen? So again, that's another reason why it's so important to make sure you're staying prepped and prepared as always. Also, to another news, last story. This is a good positive story. <laughs> on one hand, I've told you guys, make sure you're doing your research on the fake lab-grown meat that they've been producing now for the last couple of years and trying to sell it to everybody is great and healthy when it is not. There's been no research showing this stuff is healthy. There's been no research showing this stuff is safe as far as long-term, and there's no research even showing this stuff's beneficial to society except through the lies that they say it's preventing greenhouse gas emissions because it's reducing cow farts because it's not using beef. It's lab-grown meat. Well, the fake company Beyond Meat has fallen short of market expectations again for its quarterly revenue, posting losses bigger than the market estimates during the November 8th post-earnings call. I said Beyond Meat's woes are exacerbated by a relentless weakness in demand for the, the based meats in the country. The company has taken to offering steeper discounts for its products as consumer sentiment about fake meat and its health benefits took a beating. They said consumers in the U.S. have not fully warmed up to a plant-based protein alternatives like Beyond Meat or lab-grown meat because the products don't live up to shopper's standards for taste and flavor. 
Well, yeah, no, duh. I mean, it's, what, do you, what do you expect to have happen? And secondly, a lot of customers now, very smart customers, are becoming very good label readers and researchers now. This is why I've told people all the time in the health industry, you've got to do your own research with this stuff. You can't just blindly say, oh, well, this looks good. I'll eat it. You've got to look at the ingredient list on it. There's some foods that have so many preservatives and so many nasty ingredients in them. They're directly linked to all types of health problems, including diabetes and cancer, and the list goes on the line. So if you know that these products are going to cause this, it's best to at least do your try to limit your ingestion of them and not just going in and just blindly buying the stuff. And so I think you're starting to see now consumer bases are really starting to question whether or not they want to go along with this plant-based meat and these lab-grown meats because the more research that gets out there, the less positive it shows. And that's why it's so important to get the truth out there on a regular basis. That's why we thank you for supporting this show and getting the truth out there every single day, forwarding the show, forwarding the articles. Because one thing about it is we have the technology and we have the ability now to have vast amounts of information spread. There is no excuse to be ignorant on these topics anymore, guys. I mean that sincerely. There is no excuse. Like Tad said, you Ask somebody about Brad Pitt, and they'll tell you his entire life story. You ask them about the Revolutionary War, they have no idea when it even happened or what it was about. That's a sad point in time when we're dealing with the most educated society we've seen as far as topics and information and most open access to it. So again, my friends, get the truth out there on a regular basis. If you need anything, healthmasters.com. Be sure to take advantage of the B-Complex formula on sale for the next two days, over 10% off. And also, too, be sure to vote for what you want to see win on Wednesday coming up on Product of the Week as well. I'll put that on sale for you. So if, thank you guys again, my friends. Call us if you need anything, 1-800-726-1834, or check out the website at healthmasters.com. We're here to help you out the best we can. Have a blessed, safe, awesome evening, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.